everybody good morning. I've already said good morning to you once, but um, can I preach like this? Is that okay? <laughs> well, um, I just want to kind of explain my costume this morning. Um, this is what I call my superstar. Yes, exactly. Superstar. Superstar. Yeah. Because I am going to be talking about stars today because that is actually one of my favorite shapes is a star. And I um, kept trying to think, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? Things just kept rolling and rolling and rolling through my brain. And um, I like costumes and I like to act silly, which is funny because I'm a very quiet person. If you really knew me, you'd know that, well, I am a quiet person. This one makes me loud. But uh, I thought, man, I want to put on my superstar costume because we're all superstars. We are all superstars. You know, we're a superstar in God. God has created each one of us special and unique. And I just wanted to get us kind of pumped up a little bit. Can we get pumped up? Let's do a couple of stuff, okay? First of all, I want everybody to join me, and I want y'all to say I'm a superstar, okay? Wow, y'all did that quick. I thought I was going to have to give you like a countdown. But, okay, let's do it again. One more time. I'm a superstar. Awesome. Okay. All right, I'm a little bit of a cheerleader, so just to kind of break the ice and get things going, I want to have a competition. I don't know, I like competitions. I'm just a competitive person. I want this side to say really loud, I'm a superstar. And, (laughs) okay, so what I want you to do is I want like the whole, um, you know, right and left side, like the right side's louder than the left side, and the left side's louder than the right side. So I want you guys to beat them, and I want you guys to beat this side. So on the count of three, I want y'all to say it. One, two, three. Oh, my gosh. That was wonderful. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> All right, now this side. On the count of three. One, two, three. Awesome. Great. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm going to take my costume off so I can get ready. But um, I just wanted to say again that uh, my husband and I are the small group directors here at Church on the Move. And um, it is just a fabulous thing. And that's what I'm going to be sharing with you guys today is about small groups. Um, Here at Church on the Move... We do do small groups, and we have them three times a year during the fall, the spring, and the summer. And our small groups pretty much vary from Bible study to motorcycle riding. <laughs> and that's what my husband and I do. We're, we have a small group with motorcycles, and uh, it is just fabulous. We love it. We get to meet a lot of people and just get to touch people's lives and they in turn touch our lives as well, too. So, um, so um, anyway, um, in Jesus' name, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is with us. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray real quick. In Jesus' name, just thank you for everything that you're going to be doing with us this morning. Lord, you have an assignment and you have a purpose. And I just pray that you would give each of us wisdom and discernment on just what you have for us, Lord. 
And I just thank you for your presence. And I thank you that we invite the Holy Spirit to just lead us and direct us and teach us, Lord. And I just thank you for that in Jesus' precious name. Thank you. Thank you. So with being in a small group, when you get connected with godly people, it helps to shed light in areas of your life. In areas where you didn't even know that you were having an issue. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today, is just sharing just my personal stories of how small groups and how connection has impacted my life. Because we are all, you know, we all desire connection. Whether you are the quietest person, because I really am a quiet person. I really am. Um, (laughs) Whether you're a quiet person or you're like my husband, and if you know my husband, he is very loud. He loves to be the center of attention, and when he walks in a room, he's like, he commands it. Me, I walk in the room, and I'm just like, let me find a corner and smile and just act like everything's okay, but that's okay. But anyway, to say all that, the quietest person still desires connection. And uh, the important thing about small groups is that when you're in a small group, you do get cared, you get coached, and you find connection with other godly believers. And um, I have a couple of stars on the stage, as you can see, and they're both lit, and I'm going to use those as a visual today. So um, I wanted to give you an acronym for the word STAR. And I came up with this acronym. The letter STAR spells out small groups together achieve real connection. Because we want to be connected with God, and we need to be connected with his body as well. Because that's where they can help turn on the light inside you. And that is an awesome story that you just told when you said that about that light switching on. That's what I'm going to be talking about today, is that there's an, a light on the inside of us that we need to turn on. And sometimes we need other people to help turn that light on for us. And so I, we're, going to, we're going to go through this together. Is that okay? Okay. So I have two stars, and I'm going to turn one star off, and I'm going to leave the other one lit. And that is going to drive me crazy, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Because, you know, to me, I'm like, everything's got to match. Everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be one, two, three, four. Okay, that's okay. (laughs) Get your mind off it. it. But that's good because this is going to be an example. If you guys were here last night to hear Caroline leave, she was absolutely amazing. She had pretty much the same thing. Over here was toxic thoughts, and over here was healing thoughts. Life prosperity, everything. So this is where we want to be. This is what I'm going to say. This is where Jesus is because he's the light. And it's where, and where Jesus is, it's where illumination happens. We see our world through the light of life. And I want to share a scripture with you in John 8, 12. And it says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. 
Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Isn't that wonderful? To have the light of life? Never really heard anyone say that before, but I was like, that is where I want to live. I want to live in the light of life. And that is living over here with your light turned on, living with Jesus. But this is where we want to live. But sometimes we get over here, right? Sometimes that light on the inside of us might grow dim. And it could be different things for different people. Um, It could be an array of things. And in 2 Corinthians 4.4, it says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. The God of this age. God of this age. Satan has an assignment, but we are not going to let him. We're not going to let him take that assignment on us. In Jesus' name. The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbeliever so that they cannot see the light. They can't see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is, who is the image of God. Now, this star, you saw it lit just a few seconds ago. It has power. It has the batteries. It has the light bulbs. It has all the capabilities to shine, but it's not activated. It's not turned on. That switch wasn't activated. I mean, I can come over here, turn it on. But we're going to leave it, and un- un- we're, we're not going to turn it on. So that's not where we want to live. We want to live over here where Jesus is. Jesus is the light of life. Now, the title of my message is, to, is How to Shine Bright, because we all want to shine bright. Do you want to shine bright? I want to shine bright. I've lived here, and I don't want to live here. I want to live over here where my Jesus is where my God is, who loves me. And you know, sometimes that, that what is it, the 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, the God of this age, he tries to bring us over here. And I don't want to be there. I want to be over here living to the fullness of what God has for me. So I just want to tell you about how to shine bright. And my first point with how to shine bright, we shine bright when we let others in. And my point, to my, I guess kind of a sub point that's not on the screen, but, uh, but is we need godly friends that help turn on the light. And um, I just want to share some stories about my life and things that um, I've gone gone in gone through. But I don't want to tell you um, everything because it would take like all day, and I don't want to take all day. But um, in, in my life, um, I've battled depression on and off. And I think we're I I think if we're honest, if we're truly honest we can all say that 
we've battled depression. And after Caroline spoke last night, I realized that that depression was just Satan. It was Satan bringing me from over there to over here to a place where he where I don't want to be, where Jesus doesn't want me to be, but he wants, Satan wants us over there. We don't, we don't want to be there. But, um, but I've, I've battled depression, and um, it's really hard to, when you're in depression, to step out and ask for help. It's hard to step out and be friends with someone because you just start taking all of your focus off of everyone else and you put it on yourself. And we don't need to be living there. We don't need to be living just for ourselves. We need to be living for God and we need to be living for others. So I had just gotten, a couple of months ago, I had gotten into a really deep, deep depression. And um, I can hide it like, well, I think I can hide it. I thought I could hide it. Um, I could hide it like no one's business. I can come in to work, or I can come into church, and um, I can put on my fake, sm- fake smile. Now, my husband, he, he can see it, and he'll speak into my life. But um, when I come into church, I, I, put on, I put on the mask. And you all have all heard that expression of just putting on a mask and, and just, you know, praise God, everything's going okay. But inside, you're desperately crying out. And sometimes, in my mind, I just think, man, because I'm introverted, I'm not going to go up and tell someone that something's going on in my life. In my heart, I'm thinking, man, I wish someone would just reach out to me. I'm desperately wanting someone to just reach out to me. And so um, I came to church one Sunday, put my mask on, acted like everything was okay. And uh, a couple of days later, my friend Vanessa called. And we'd been in several small groups together and had become really good friends. And she just texted flat out. She said, what's going on? You seemed really heavy, and you seemed really distant at church. And at first, my first reaction, and I shared this with uh, Vicki Nick and a couple of ladies the other day, that um, my usual response is, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. And then just go on. Do y'all ever do that? When, you know, especially when it's a godly friend that really cares about you. Now, you don't want to go just blabbing your business to, you know, the grocery store clerk, which that's kind of me because I do work at a grocery store. <laughs> but I, anyway, that's another story. But, you know, when someone really loves you and they're a godly friend, a godly person, they have your best interest, generally. They have your best interest, yes. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you got to use discernment and the Holy Spirit on who you share things with. I just want to do a disclaimer. <laughs> um, um, so I, I decided to let my mask down, and I shared with Vanessa. I said, Vanessa, I, I, this is all through text, and it was probably five minutes at the most. And I said, Vanessa, I'm really going through something. I'm struggling. I'm in depression. I'm at a very low point of my life. And you know those low points. I'm, sure, I, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I know if I've done it, y'all have experienced just those places 
that you've let yourself get into that's so low. And uh, I, I told Vanessa, and boy, she texted me immediately, and she just started giving me words full of encouragement, godly words, and she said, you just need to praise God. That's what you need to do. You need to praise God. And she said, just get alone, turn on some worship music, and just praise God. Now, when you're depressed and you're low, that's the last, really thing, that's the last thing really on your mind because you're looking inwardly. You're not looking up to God. So, but I took her advice. She even sent me a worship video. <laughs> and I was like... I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And so I, I think I might have been at work or, okay, I was actually in the car. I was driving. <laughs> I was driving and texting. Please forgive me. And so when I finally did get home, that's exactly what I did. I turned on the worship song that she sent me, and I just began to pray. And I began to praise God. And it just broke whatever was inside my heart. And it delivered me from that depression. It delivered me. But, you know, if you read your Bible, it talks about that he will lift you up out of that pit. Whatever that pit is in your life, if it's depression, if it's loneliness, just whatever it is. Um, she helped turn the light on for me. And so my focus went off of myself and my issues, and it came over here to the light. So this brings me to my next story and to my next point on how to shine bright. We shine bright when we receive love. And I'll explain that. Because in my life, like I said, I have the mask. And I have the depression, or I had the depression. I don't have it anymore. No, I don't have that depression. It's gone in the name of Jesus. That's right. So um, I had another area that I needed my friends, my small group friends, my friends, my godly friends, to help turn that light on in my heart. And um, with the things that I've experienced in my life, I've had a lot of painful relationships, and I mean, I don't want to get into everything. I've just had a lot of people abuse me and hurt me, you know, in ways that it's not good. And um, so with all of that, I have placed so many bricks around my heart that I keep people at a huge, huge distance. Like most people's personal space is pretty close. You know, you talk to someone, you get really close to them, Julie Miller, and it's okay. Last night, Julie Miller, like, got right in my face and was talking to me, and I'm like, whoa, back up, back up. I do. My bubble is huge. When people get close to me, I start, oh, my gosh, back up, back up, back up. <laughs> um, but, you know, we can't live there. We can't live there. We can't live with all those bricks on our heart. We can't keep pushing people away because God has an assignment for all those people. He has something for them to speak to you. And we've got to allow him to speak that. You've got to allow him to speak that into your heart. So I went to um, Jamie Black's small group. 
and it was fun, and it was just full of laughter and just an awesome time. And so while I was there, oh, it's 8.54. <laughs> I didn't realize how long it was taking. Excuse me. And um, so I might try to speed up a little bit faster. And uh, so while I was there at the small group, my back was hurting. I don't know what I'd done to it. I had pulled a muscle in it, and it was hurting so bad. And I almost didn't go to her small group, but it's so much fun. And all my girlfriends were there, and I knew God was going to be there, and it was going to be a great time. And I was like, and I thought, I'm just going to go, and I'm going to enjoy it, because I want to see what God's going to do through this small group. And he did something great. So I showed up. Small group was great. And at the end of the small group, Jamie asked, is there any praise reports or prayer requests that, that need to be um, handled at this time? And I, I had to stop, and I had to think, okay, I need to get out of my shell, because I want some prayer for my back. I want some healing on my back. So I raised my hand, and I was like, could you pray for me? My back's hurting, and I, I just really love to have you pray for me. And boy, as soon as I said it, I mean, no lie. As soon as I said it, they all, and it was about 10 women, jumped to their feet, and they're like, yeah, come on. Made me get in the middle of their circle. I don't like to be the center of attention, and I don't like to be touched at all. But I've overcome that. I've overcome that. I'm overcoming it more and more and more. And so they made me get in the middle, and they sweetly put their hands on my back to begin to pray for me. And at that moment, I had to stop and think, okay, I am nervous. They are all surrounding me, and they're all touching me. Oh, my goodness. How can I get out of this? Can I say, never mind, just kidding, my back feels good. And sit back down. And I thought, no. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go through this. I'm going to see this through. And they just started praying. They started praising God. And then they asked God to heal my back. And then they just started speaking praise over me. And I'm like, wait, they're saying, you know, like words of affirmation over me. Do I deserve that? Do you feel like sometimes you don't deserve nice things when someone says, you look really beautiful today. You think, oh, no, I don't. At least that's, that's how I felt. I just took it all in. I let God deliver me, deliver my heart. He transformed it just for a simple prayer of healing my back. You know, they thought that they were just healing my back, but no, they were healing me to realize that I need people, and I need to let people love me. I need to receive that love from people. It was good. Well, it was good. I mean, I was like, I was overwhelmed just letting these ladies pray for me. They turned the light on. They turned the light on on the inside. And so I have a scripture in John fifteen thirteen. It says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. That's what I felt that day. I felt that they gave me their life, you know. I felt like they laid something down in my heart. And it was very special and very tender for me. My light shined, my light shined again. I was over here in this area with Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
I'm going to tell you another story about my life on how to shine bright. We shine bright when we give it all to God. We shine bright when we give it all to God. Now, that just sounds simple. I mean, that sounds like that's something we should be doing on an everyday basis. We should just give everything we're doing to God for his glory and for his honor. But sometimes we fail to do that. And when we do, this is where we are. We're over here with this little star. I mean, we have the faith. It can be activated, but we don't switch on that little light on the inside of us. So God ultimately is the only one who can turn that light on on the inside. And when you're walking in pride, you're going to be over here. And that's where I was with my last and final story, as I was walking in pride. And pride can sneak up on you before you even realize it. And um, I'm going to give you just a quick, quick story. My husband and I, we tried to buy a house this uh, last spring, and it fell through. And I was totally devastated because I wanted this house. But you know what? My husband told me, because I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. And my husband told me, he said, Debbie, God had a reason why we didn't get that house. He's saving us for something. But I had let myself get so mad that I had gotten mad at God. And that's a scary place to be. I mean, that's over here times 10 <laughs> when you're mad at God. I mean, that, I mean, he's a perfect father. He knows exactly what we need, where he needs to take us, what we need in our life. But, you know, we sometimes think we know more than God, right? Am I the only one? Okay. So I'm like, wait, maybe I'm the only one up here. I don't know. Oh, I am the only one up here, but... <laughs> but, uh... But yes, I, I, can, I, can, I can tell myself that I know what I need better than God. And that is a scary place to be in. And I don't want you guys to be in there. I don't want, I don't want you guys to be there, and I don't want to be there either. But I, I allowed myself to get there. And um, I was talking to one of, my, um, one, of my very, one of my good friends, and um, she was telling me about a situation that she had been going through. And... Um, it ultimately wasn't going the way she thought it should go either. You know, we all have our ideas of how our life should run, but we need to make sure we're following the Holy Spirit and we're following God's plan and not our own plan. And uh, so she had, this sim- she had a similar story. She didn't think that her life or her situation was going the way it should go. And she got extremely angry at God too. She said she'd gotten mad at God for a full week. She's like, I didn't pray. I didn't do anything. And I'm like, I kept my mouth quiet. (laughs) I should have let her in. I should have received her love, but I was just sitting there. But really, I was giving it back to her because she needed someone to speak to. So I was was receiving her. I was giving her my love, and I was getting into her life. But... um, she sat there and she told me how she was, had gotten really mad at God. And then it just hit her. I need to give it all to God. I can't hold on to all of this. I've got to give it all to God. 
But in the process of the weeks before that, I had um, grown really sad that I had gotten mad at God. I had allowed condemnation to come onto my life. And condemnation's not good. That's where you're definitely over here not shining. Sorry, I'm getting my story backwards, but that's okay. Um, I had allowed condemnation to come into my life because I had gotten mad. I had, I had actually, at that point when I spoke to her, I had turned my attitude and realized that what I had done was not right, that getting mad at God was not the solution, but I didn't know that I needed to turn all that over and give it to God until I spoke to her that day. And when she told me, you need to give it all to God, um, I was like, that is so true. So when we, when we left our conversation, I didn't even tell her about it. When we left our conversation, I just got with God, and I just I thanked him for allowing us not to buy that house because it was at the top of our price range. Really? Why would you want to buy a house at the very tip-top of your house? I mean, of your price range. That's silly. And, you know, he saved us from so much that day. And now our ideas of buying a house has all changed. Anyway. But, <laughs> but um, anyway, I got with God, and I just gave it all to God. I gave everything that I was thinking, that I was feeling, and I just gave it to him. And all that guilt and condemnation was just released from my heart. He took it. And he wants to do that for you guys today, too, as well. And um, we've got to be on guard. We've got to guard our heart with everything that we have. Because in 1 Peter 5, 8, 9, it says, Be alert and of sober mind, your enemy... Your enemy that wants you over here not shining bright. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And we don't want to be there. We don't want to be there. And it says, resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings, just like my friend. We were both suffering the same thing, and we had no idea. And a couple of weeks later, we had come, we'd come together, and me and my friend, and we were just kind of chit-chatting, and I then told her my heart. I said, I had been going through this similar thing that you had gone through gone through. You had gotten mad at God, and I had gotten mad at God, and I had so much guilt and condemnation for it, and I couldn't get past the guilt and the condemnation, because, you know, Satan was over here reminding me, how could you get mad at a perfect God who loves you and wants the best for you? And I was low. I just felt so bad. But my friend, she just spoke into my life, and so we talked about it, and we prayed, and our hearts were healed. Amen. I want to share another scripture in Matthew eighteen twenty. It says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. God is with us this morning. He is with us. And I pray that as I shared my stories and my struggles with you guys, that you can relate and identify. And I don't want you to stay there. 
Don't want you to stay where there might be depression, where there might be hurt, where you might be holding on to condemnation. And if there is, I want you, if, there's, if God's been speaking to your heart this morning, I want you to just think about it, and we're going to pray in just a second. And we're going to give it all to God. We're going to do like I did. We're just going to lay it out, and we're going to give it all to God. So right now, let's bow our heads in closing, and we're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word.